and we're rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, rolling, 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 rolling. Come on. Is that something I should know? You guys remember uh, when Limp Biscuit was a really popular band? You ask, you're asking me. Yeah. W- was that a band? Limp Biscuit. <laughs> they had the dude with the backwards like red hat and tracksuit. And... You're asking the wrong girl. It's like mm. you don't even know who you married. Well, well, anyway, somebody out there will get it. Mercy and the Mans and Limp Biscuit coming to you live. <laughs> Parts unknown. Who are you talking, Limp Biscuit? I mean, I personally don't have a problem with my biscuit being limp, but mm. you know, no shade for anybody out there that no. does. There and there are there are ways that you can deal with that now. This is the best time in all of history to have a limp biscuit. Honestly, there's so many drugs and ways to deal. I, I mean, if you so was not sure where you were going with you that. Wanna, if you want to go the pump route, you can do that. It's kind of old school, but I respect it. You know. Um, I don't know. Have you ever used one? A penis pump? A biscuit pump? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I haven't had occasion to. I don't... I I don't understand how it works. I understand that it does work on a certain level, but it just... I mean... I was just wondering if it's one of those things of like... I guess if you had like a... You just... You know, you gotta try just to to know. no, No, no. I don't think so. I'd have to buy one. Who's gonna? I'm not gonna borrow somebody else's. <laughs> no, how you? What you guys do with 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 your toys? I mean, I don't guys even know toys. anybody that owns. Well, I don't think. Wow, I know we are that really. Owns we're just gonna just. All right, I love how we. This is called riffing. <laughs> yeah, bebop and jazzing up here, improving. Well, we're back with a with a new episode, and wow, we we are um gonna start just going for for anything and everything. Hashtag uh, Limp Biscuit. Go ahead and send in your uh, your Limp Biscuit stories to uh, Mercy in the Heartbeats at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. And send, send us the photos of your, your cats also. Right now our cat is uh, going crazy for no reason and she would enjoy kitty pictures and videos. It's like kitty porn. And I mean kitty like cat. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Good Lord. We might have to cut some of the stuff out no way i thought we would start with a question because listeners out there people you can send us questions and it's fun to have a question to start the show with and today's question is how do you manage creative differences or drama in a band do you yeah. need to repeat that well that's a tough one well I mean, in our band we just you know, we don't have a we don't have creative differences, and also you you, you can't argue if you're both naked. Huh. Well, but I mean, we we try to give our our guys a we don't try to give our guys a voice. They have a voice. Um, and our band in particular, though, I mean, we deliver them usually a final or close to final product as far as like song arrangement or or you know whatever, especially with medleys and everything. And, you know, they'll give feedback. We'll take it out and, and play stuff. And somebody will be like, oh, this needs to be, you know, beefier. we got to add something here. Or this is too long or it's a weird transition. But honestly, like, for the most part, they've empowered us to to uh, to handle that stuff. Um, I honestly can't think of a time when there has been, with Mercy anyway, a, a issue of any 
thing like that. There, there's definitely been no drama. Only when no, I no drama. You don't want no drama. O- only when I uh, put Will on the spot on stage to play big drum fill. He doesn't like that. <laughs> then you just get daggers. He hasn't thrown a stick at you yet. So no. Um, previous bands we've had had that. I mean, you, well, you, I mean, you get you get into it. I guess you know the easiest way to to handle that I think is to try stuff I mean it doesn't cost you anything to try stuff it doesn't cost you anything to try people's ideas but that means you have to be open to to those ideas it means you have to be open to potentially you, you being wrong or you not having the you have to take your ego out of it you know right. um, and you also have to, have to have the time you know like I struggle with that sometimes because I have I have a producer brain um, and all the bands I've ever been in start working on songs or, or arrangements, cover or original, you know, my brain is already like arranging things like, I, oh, that's a, that's a cool verse. And that's, you know, um, and I have to sometimes it has been hard at times for me to like check that and step back and like be open to different and a different interpretation of the song or the arrangement or whatever. That has been a challenge for me at times. But, you know, there's been time, I mean, I don't know. There's definitely been times in original bands and in, in some cover bands where rehearsals or whatever have come to a screeching halt just because. Well, I was going to say there's so many different type of creative differences you can have within a band. Mm-hmm. And it changes from cover band to original band, I think. Um, like a, original band, I think, is is totally well I haven't ever been in an original band I've I've been an original I've done original music but it wasn't in a band format it was me you know so the the band is you know hired guns or or my band so right, they don't but really have, have you, to say so much but you had you probably had that creative tension with whoever was producing or co-writing or whatever um yeah but but I also if I'm gonna pick somebody that's gonna produce me, it's gonna be somebody that I trust, and I pick them for a reason. Like me. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good example. So we finally, if you can believe it, people out there in podcast listening land. I mean, you and I finally started collaborating on a song together. Yeah, it's a polka ballad. <laughs> and you know, we we set time aside and and. You you pretty much changed, like you the, the the core feel of the song is still there, but you you've changed it. It's changed a lot and and, and everything. But um, there was just parts of it that I was like, well, I just want the feeling to be this way. I want her to say this, but like um, but I trust you. I I I wouldn't be doing it with with you if I didn't trust you. Um, that's flattering. So <laughs> I think that uh. Uh, I think that's that's an important thing. Don't don't ask somebody to produce you if you're not going to trust them and like kind of hand over the reins. Yeah, I, and, I think. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that. But and what I was going to say as far as as cover band stuff, I mean, that I think is is just it really comes down to ego because it's a cover song. It's not even yours, and and you're all playing it. And 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 so what what could you possibly be have creative differences about? If if you're if it's like um someone's not playing it right, that's not a creative difference. You're not playing it right. And there have been so many times 
that I've been in rehearsals and someone's not playing it right. Nobody wants to say anything. And then someone finally speaks up and then that person makes a big old thing. Well, it's like no one would have said anything if you weren't playing it right. And I would want to know if I was doing it wrong. So it's like there's a there's a thing of where that gets turned into drama. But like I, I and I'm always open to be told if I'm singing something right or, hey, can you change this or do this part different or whatever. But I think a lot of people get really defensive. And I guess it's that like artiste ego thing that comes into play and they don't want it to be pointed out they don't want it pointed out to them that they're not playing something right or it's out of their skill set i i think i probably run into it more because i my philosophy on doing cover tunes um is that where i can i i like to do medleys i like to change arrangements i like to add little cool musical moments or whatever because because you're playing a cover song because it's not your song um, and because, you know, like I've end up doing not so much now we do a majority of, of stuff is mercy, but, um, you know, I still gig with other people and it's like, I'm going to play these songs with other people the same way, you know, as the record or whatever. And I, I really, in the bands that I've been, you know, bought into and, uh, putting my energy and time into, I've wanted it to us to have some, you know, um, ownership, ownership, yeah, and and more than that, I mean, I think the word I'm looking for is like, um, uh, God, I don't know. I guess ownership's a good way, but like it, making making it ours, so like that, like, well, we play this different than every other band does. We have our own thing with these songs or this song or this medley or whatever. That would probably be the only thing that you and I do. I mean, it's so funny. You and I don't have conflict that often, and I. I don't think we ever really have conflict as far as running the band or how we do songs. But I think probably the most, if anything would come up is me telling you not to be so precious and clever. <laughs> I can be, I can be because it's like, well, because I, yeah, because for you, you need to, you need to make it a certain way. And I'm like, yeah, but think about the civilian that's um, non-musician that's listening to it you know you 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 tend to kind of like I, I I appreciate it because I think you 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 play for the musician and you play for the the musician and artist and the in the crowd or that's going to see it but whereas I'm like 90 percent of the people that we're playing for aren't that well I think for me it ends up coming down to like my desire to be in a big you know tv band or a big pop stars band or something where where they take these pop arrangements and they you know put them together for a live band there's these musical moments and that that's sort of like what informs a lot of like what I want to do um sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and admittedly I do sometimes get too clever and I've had to like you know I was started starting to like change keys of songs so that stuff went together and I really had to walk that back because mm-hmm. when the you you meet the reality of like having to sub guys out on gigs, and you got yeah. guys coming in to play songs, and it's like, oh, by the way, this isn't a all these songs are in different keys. We moved like we switched all the arrangements, and it's like the amount of labor that goes into those to learning our arrangements. You have to like, I think, end up picking your spots to be like these are the important musical moments for us, and everything else is sort of stock. Right. But it does come from that desire to have like. Like I get that that some people in the crowd don't care, but I also think if you do cool, unique stuff, 
and you do it well and clean Mm -hmm. and tight and with confidence, like people, I think it translates. But the problem is, is that you have to rehearse that stuff. And like I said, when people start subbing out and you call people to sub gigs and you're like, you need to learn these 20 arrangements that are different than, than what you normally do. Right. People, (laughs) subs don't love that, you know? So there's that. But uh, getting back to like your original question, uh, it's uh, to me, it's all with anything. It's always about communications. How are you communicating? Are you are you letting people say their piece if they have an opinion, if they have an idea? Are you willing to try it? Can you explain what your idea is? Can you explain why you want to do what you're doing or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or do you suck at that? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not everybody can. Not everybody can can effectively lead and effectively communicate and i'm not saying i'm perfect um i've failed multiple you know many times at that but um man it's hard it's hard to go through that with with people that can't can't lead or can't communicate and there's or a both. lot of people that have bands that cannot lead a band um it's a skill set it's it is I, a, it's and a, i'm not like i like that i can you and i <laughs> have these discussions because the way we've set up mercy is that we own the band it's our band yeah suck on that no i'm just kidding (laughs) but everybody is empowered and we check in and like we're always wanting feedback and we welcome it and we and and you know give us song suggestions give us um arrangement suggestions and how about that how do you feel about that you know whatever i like that we can talk about it and then you're the one that relays it because I don't feel I'm as good at talking about that stuff as you are. For one, you have the more technical stuff and you're the one that'll like cut stuff up and and do the actual like, it's this BPM and we're going to do it here and blah, 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 and then when we get to the, you know. Um, so overall, I just think you handle that better. Um, but I do know that I have um, just as much say you know, between you and I, like I, I have a lot, I bring a lot to the, to the table. So I don't feel like, I think that's another thing. If you don't feel confident in yourself that you're bringing anything to the table, I think that makes it hard for you to take feedback. Whereas I'm like, you could disagree with me. You, you and I disagree all the time on, well, no, we actually really don't. <laughs> I'm like trying to think about. Well, the, the beauty, the beauty but, of, the, of the perspective that you bring is I've spent most of my life behind the drum kit and you know in studios and and some production and all that kind of stuff but you are a lifelong singer you know i'm relatively new to to lead singing um and so you end up bringing a nice perspective of like this doesn't feel right either the key doesn't feel right or the tempo doesn't feel right or it's a weird transition for me to try to you know a lot oftentimes i, I get out ahead of that stuff um because i have produced a number of records and if you're producing you know, records, you're producing songwriters who are going to sing and, you know, you can't just be like, you're, you're the singer. You fucking figure right. it out. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I'm working blue tonight. I'm working blue. <laughs> you know, you have to be able to, to, to anything you want to do, you need to, you need to be taking the singer into, you know, uh, account. Um, but it is nice to have you because you are able to relay to me usually pretty early, you know, before I get really deeply invested in an idea that like, eh, you know, <laughs> this is going to be kind of difficult for me to like sell or whatever. Right. Um, so that's nice. Yeah. 
But um, I still stand by the the just take your clothes off. You can't argue naked. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. <laughs> just the two of us, yeah. not the whole band. No. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really <laughs> awkward. But no. But I've I've had um, I mean, like I said, there's so many different kinds of drama though. Like within that, just that that artistic side is one thing. I mean. I've been in um, situations where, um, you know, female singers are a rare breed, you know, and and a lot don't play nice with others. And I know I've talked about this in other episodes, but um, I've I used to to take that abuse. I used to just I didn't want to be the difficult one, so I would hang back or or or. Um, Fine, you take the song. Yeah, you know, there's something about like singers get weird. Now I'm at an age and a skill set where I can go like, hey, if I show up on the gig and I'm making the same amount of money as you and you only want me to sing two songs, fine. Who cares? Go ahead, you know. Take all the songs. I'll just sing two. I might not even sing any. I'll do, you know, but um there there there's always that thing with with if if another chick singer feels like you're getting more songs than her, like that's that's drama and it can happen on stage. It has happened on stage. I've had a um I had a woman that just had it in for me from the get go before the gig and it was a travel gig and she was horrendous to me. Um and uh I mean it, to the point where we spent this whole day, our our flight got canceled, we had to be driven down to another airport. Like I think we went from Oakland to San Jose and we missed um missed sound check. We missed loading. You know, we were gonna be getting there like pretty much right when we were supposed to walk on. And never met this woman before. And she did not want me there and she made no bones about it. And and the guys in the band were nice, but the guys were all kind of doing that thing of where um uh, you know, don't, don't worry. It's fine. You know, she's, she's like that. She's like that. And you, you just got to ignore it and everything like that. Which, which kind of reminds me of like w- what people tell kids and everything like that. So I didn't like being talked to like a kid, but, um, do this gig. And she was so cruel to the point where she started yelling at me on stage for the one song that I do did sing lead on that the sound guy actually finally came out and started yelling at her to stop yelling at me. And this is all happening in front of the the whole party on, on stage. Finish the gig. I'm like wrecked at this point. We're all tired and everything. Get back to the hotel where I find out that I'm rooming with her. And I just lost it. I just burst into tears. I'm in the lobby. It's like midnight, you know, whatever. Crying. I don't, this woman's going to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> And I still didn't have like, I don't know if it was I was tired, if I was just, you know, this was a while ago. This was a long while ago. Well, I was going to say the Jack, the Jackie of 2021 would never take that no, shit. No, I would never take that now. But then, you know, I was just exhausted. I just want, I was like, I'm going to stay up in the lobby. There's no way I'm going to stay in a, in a room with her. So I, I, w- I was prepared to stay up and sit up in the lobby all night and the guys in the band all chipped in and got me my own room um but what was sad is like that drama never got got fixed like it was just like I'm just a sub I came in to help out on this one gig and that's it but from then on out when I got called to do that gig it was are you available to do this gig and I would ask is 
so-and-so going to be on the gig? Well, yeah. Well, then no, I'm not available. Yeah, but I mean. And and someone called me a week after that and asked if she was someone I would suggest for a gig. And I said, no, I absolutely would not. Don't hire her. Yeah. But um, so so there's just some drama that you're that's never going to be handled yeah but that goes back to like when you we were talking you know sort of alluding to the fact that not all band leaders are created equal like starting your own band is fine but the thing is is like as a band leader um especially this kind of work but the same thing like i mean a touring gig you know if you're in a big enough touring gig where there's a musical director you know most like you know, most major touring gigs are going to have a musical director. There's going to be somebody on the gig that is responsible for putting arrangements together, medleys, whatever that, that artist might need if they do TV, whatever, um, or just kind of guiding, like, okay, the, the album is this way, but we got to figure out how to translate it. You know, somebody gets that job. They're called a musical director, an MD. You know, and for all intents and purposes, they lead the band. You know, the artist is still number one. So, you know, but that's like touring original, you know, kind of artists. There's musical directors in in the local bands. Yeah, but it's more like I would say that that usually falls on the person that's the band leader. It should anyway. Uh, It hasn't always. But the thing is, is like that story that you're telling, and I've heard that story before. It's a good one. I mean, not good for you, but it's a good one. (laughs) So you know, that, that kind story. of stuff falls on the band leader. Like, there's two, we know more than one band in town no where the band is held hostage by by somebody, usually the singer, um, usually female. Mm-hmm. But, and that's not, I'm not generalizing. That's just the, I guess I am generalizing. <laughs> it's not that male singers can't, or male musicians or whatever can't be divas or, or, or pain in the rear end, pain in the limp biscuit to deal with. But, you know, I mean, there's no excuse for that because if you are running that band, if you own that band, you run that band, you you lead that band, you should be aware of that behavior and you should be the one to step out in front and put an end to it. That kind of behavior takes place because that band leader or that musical director or whatever has ceded control of the band to that person because they're afraid to lose them. Which yeah. is silly because, quite frankly, if you run a band and you have work and you have gigs on the on the calendar, and those gigs pay, um, you know, an acceptable amount of money, right. you can find somebody to do the gig. You don't need that singer. They're not Whitney Houston. Right. They're not Aretha Franklin. You know, oh, like I'm you- all, I'm, I'm getting all geared up. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But this is it. But this is exactly what we've run into in other things. Is that like. It's not about that, though. Like, with the line of... uh, Not everybody treats us like a business. It is, first and foremost. You and I see this as a business. This this is our business. We get to do it together, and we enjoy doing it together. But the the lines get blurred, because we're friends. And, like, some of us hang outside together, outside of the band. Um, You've been friends with Danny, our guitar player, for decades eighth grade seventh for him (laughs) um now i don't for a second doubt that you would you guys are really good friends i've become really good friends with him he's my bff bff for life 
And, um, but I don't for a second think that you would ever choose your, your friend, not, not that you wouldn't choose your friendship because you would choose Danny over anything, but I mean, you wouldn't let the friendship cause the, cause problems in the band. No, quite the opposite, actually. He'll tell you there's been multiple crossroads or incidents or whatever in our musical careers together where, you know, Danny is a, is a musical genius. And I don't use that term lightly. Like, he, and when I say genius, what I mean is that, like, Danny's somebody who hears music and writes music and creates and interprets. Oh, he's got such an ear. In a unique way. There is There, is, there are things that, that Danny does that I haven't found with anybody else I've played with. But it, he's also a bit of an auteur. And, I, 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 and what I mean by that is he can be very particular and he can be very attached to things and whatever. There's been tons of times that, that he's gotten really entrenched in a position against somebody else or whatever. And it's taken me stepping in to be like, you got you to gotta let that go or you're screwing this up or whatever. And I, as a friend to Danny, have taken that responsibility seriously because I know Danny. I know how he's wired and I appreciate it. And I celebrate it, but I also know that sometimes you got to get in his ear and be like, "Bro," <laughs> just as many people have gotten in my ear. But right. the thing is, is that like I haven't hesitated to do that. Right. I've recognized that that's happening and went, "I know how to solve this," and I did it. Right. You know the stories like you're talking about. It's like somebody's being allowed to run roughshod over a band or or a or a because you say it's a it's a business. It is a business, and we do treat it as a business. But I also more than that. I treat it as a lifestyle. Well, yeah. You know, it is business. It is how I make my living. And I'm proud now f- to have a band where we can help other people make a living. Uh, when we're not in a pandemic. When we're not in a <laughs> pandemic. But but that was a big deal to me. And I take that responsibility very seriously. You do. That we, well, and I know you do us, too. Yeah. But like, we're responsible for, these people are saying like, we believe in you. We will do our part. Learn the songs. Work hard for you. I know that you're out there working to get us gigs and you will lead us, you know, in this way or whatever. Correct. Um, It's a lifestyle. It's not a normal job. Like I've worked jobs with people I despise. And in those jobs, I've had no problem telling those people I despise them because I don't (laughs) have to get on stage and perform with them. Right. You know, we're working at Barnes and Noble and you catch an attitude with me during closing. I'm going to tell you where to stick it because you know what? I don't, I don't have to get up on a stage and pretend to like you. We're just working at a bookstore, you know. It's different. Yeah, you, you, I could. I did it for years. Actually, the best, the best thing I ever did was, I don't like you. We're not friends. Let's cut the crap. And we performed for years together being, and it was, it was the best it had ever been. Right. But the thing is, is you, and you told me that story also, also a good one. (laughs) But the thing is, is is it that story pisses me off because uh, once again, where was the band leader? Where was the band owner or whatever title you want to bestow? Right. Who was driving the car? Who was steering the ship, as it were, that was allowing that to happen? It's turning a blind eye to an obvious problem that everybody sees and nobody's stepping up to do anything about it. And that's, that drives me insane. Yeah. Because if somebody in our band, and nobody would because they're great guys, but if somebody started being a problem, I would handle it. 
or you would, but probably me. Mm-hmm. Because it's m- our responsibility <laughs> as <laughs> as band leaders and band owners to step up and deal with that. Yeah, you know, to to be like, look, we spend we spend long stretches of time together. We have to perform. You know, like you're not re- nobody's replaceable. I've been fired from more than one band. You know, no, it all happened very quickly and mostly your fault. <laughs> but but like. I wasn't replaceable, and I never thought, I never said I was, I never thought I was. But Wait, that, you weren't replaceable? You were replaceable. You weren't. I'm sorry. I'm. What I meant was, <laughs> I'm not irreplaceable. That was, wow, yeah, the complete opposite. But it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not irreplaceable. Like, you can replace me, you know? Any, almost everybody can be replaced. And my thing is, it just drives me nuts. You hear stories. Um, I hear a lot of them for you, only because you subbed so much you were in so many different environments on a on a monthly basis so many different people that you have a lot of those kinds of stories mm-hmm. and they make, my, they make my blood boil um because more than anything it's like people start a band they started which is starting a business and it's like you know if you start a business you're the ceo you're the manager or whatever you're responsible for the culture of your company. You're responsible for the culture of your office. And you just let like some random person in your office like completely control the culture and yeah. run over everybody there? Like that's BS and I don't stand for it. Yeah. Um It's such man, a it, it's we went a, a half hour on yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> well it's a you know, roll with it. Um well, it was like, you, well, obviously, you know this story, just like this week. Um, I've been getting better in the last year, even more than that, about, you know, I have this morbid curiosity of having to know what's going on everywhere <laughs> with everybody. But I've finally been better about cutting out people that don't don't respect me and don't serve me and just kind of like instead of getting triggered by things like, oh, I can just press unfriend or block and then like I don't have to see that and and everything and it was interesting that that something came up this week about uh, a past band leader and uh, that I worked with and has someone I I I, if, if I go too much into it then I'm like totally you know ratting out everybody but basically it was what was it that I told you they said um I'm sorry you're still in that space. I'm sorry that's in your space. I'm sorry that's in your space. And it was about my saying I was never respected and never got never got a thank you. And it was I'm sorry that that's in your space. And I then it's I can't, more than I never got a thank you. You got gaslit for oh years. Oh god, yes. Yes. And but the thing you're, is I remember you're 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 downplaying your own experience. Well, because that's a whole, that could be one whole episode <laughs> of that. But what I'm saying is, I remember, I brought it to you this week. I was like, am I, am I out of my, my mind for like, for still being, being so to, I guess to say in that space of where, no, I, it's not that I'm in that space anymore. I, I, I've chosen not to work with that person. I don't, I'm not affiliated with them anymore, but is it wrong that I still don't feel like I was ever treated nicely and that I choose not to to uh, associate with that person? No, you're not wrong to feel that way. I think this is just such an industry of like that what you said though about don't burn your don't burn bridges. 
Yes. In general, I, I, that's a good, I, yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. You shouldn't burn bridges. But there's also a point where you can get like, I'm not burning a bridge. Like, that's not even a pl- I don't want to go back that way. So if I burn the, it, it's like, they're never going to come to me. They're never going to come my way. They're never going to meet me. And I don't want to go back. I don't want to go backwards. So it's not about burning a bridge, but there's also a point where you can just be like, that That doesn't do me any good. That relationship, that association. Um, and I, 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 I kind of resent that whole, like, don't burn your bridges when you're just asserting yourself or like setting a standard for yourself. It's also don't burn your bridges, but the but the the, the sort of like uh, yes or no question is like, would you work with this person again? If the answer is no. Then what? There is no bridge to burn. Like it's an imaginary it's an imaginary bridge. Like you're not <laughs> like I guess you could be like, well, maybe they'd recommend me for something or whatever. But you know, you're too good to worry about that kind of thing. Like you're not on the brink of not being hired for stuff. You're not like sort of like walking the line of like just good enough to do this work. Like you are at the top level of, of doing this kind of stuff, you know? But yeah, I mean, I, th- I think people, when they talk about burning bridges and, and, and where I come from a lot of the time being a diplomatic person is like, you can't see the future. You don't know what opportunities are going to come. And maybe that person doesn't think of you the same way you think of them. And maybe they would give you a uh, recommendation or whatever. But at the same time, you're too good. I'm too good. But you're too good. Really too good. Uh, to, like, trade that. To, to trade, like, being triggered all the time. Triggered? That's such a weird word. But, you know, for lack of a better term, triggered all the time at the expense of, like, you know, oh, I want to keep this door open. When it's like, yeah, that person's not really doing anything. Right. They don't really matter. And they're probably not going to recommend you anyway because they have too big of an ego and their ego was hurt when you didn't work with them anymore. So, you know. Right. Um, I anyway, also think we're also some- talking about, nobody knows who we're talking about. <laughs> I don't want to get, we're like in the weeds on this right now. Like, everybody's like, who, who is this? Who is this? And it's like, I could tell text you it's me. not. Text me, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. And, and I always hate like bringing it here too, but I also don't think, I think if I'd have been a man and had this interaction with this person this week and said, yeah, screw him. I don't talk to him anymore. The answer wouldn't have been, I'm sorry that that's in your space. I think it's because I was a woman that that was the response I got. That may be true. I can't, you know, I mean, and I, I, and I may be putting that making something out of nothing but to get that response was just kind of like like it didn't ruin my my day it didn't ruin my my flow this week but it was definitely kind of like a oh that's just like a weird it it is definitely a woman thing in terms of there's plenty of stories and you and other people, you know, where women are left to de- to handle their own oh you know, you know, I'm ooh, I'm sorry that's happening. And like I'm gonna sit here and get my popcorn and just see how it goes, you know. Men, it's it's a it is a different thing. Like it, it really it is a double standard to a certain point, you know. Um, well, it's again men feel you, in- like how we were talking last last week. I will be asked who am I married to in the band, but nobody's gonna ask any of the men on stage who's married to the singer, who's married to the, so which one of you is married to the chick singer, right? You know, so. Um, it, it's kind of that thing. 
Well, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think that women are particularly, you know, empowered to um, handle those situations, the the ban conflict stuff or whatever. As a man, I, I feel empowered to be like, F you, buddy. Like, whatever. Like, women are like... But I would always, be the one to say it first before you would be because you're the one that's always telling me, like, luckily you're the diplomatic one because I'm the one that usually gets myself into trouble yeah. in that regard. Yeah. But that's now. why we have a ba- our own band now. Like, because... <laughs> because nobody could handle my being like, that's wrong. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's just like, after a while, you just go like, why am I Why am I eating shit from other people? Like, good enough to run my own band. And I know how I want to do it. I know what it should look like and feel like. So, you know, they don't have that problem anymore. Well, it was, yeah. Well, it was so funny because when, when I reached out to to my contacts and all my my music people when I was like this is you know I'm getting ready to launch this everybody across the board was it's about damn time like everybody that I talked to when we were bringing out mercy was was just kind of like we've been waiting for this we were just wondering how long it was going to take you and and everything so it's it's kind of um that was such a big thing for me yeah and uh it's it's easy being in a band with you. That's the other thing that's funny. It, that was funny when we we talked about this on another podcast too. Is that um, we made sure that all the band members that we inquired with being in our band knew that we were together and we're gonna get married. And you know, do you have a problem being in a band run by a a couple or a woman for that matter? Yeah, well, that and uh, everybody was like totally down and cool and stuff. And it's only been it's only been good. There hasn't been anything bad yet. No, and there won't be because we're pros, but, you know. Because their communication is so good. It's a, I mean, it's a job and it's a lifestyle. And and if you're empathetic and, and tapped into what's happening around you, as a band leader should, you uh, navigate not bringing or allowing outside stuff to, to settle into the band culture and the band experience, you know. Well, a good example is that you and I had of personal falling out last week, two weeks ago. I can't even remember now. And um, we recorded a song that day and recorded a podcast that next day or something like that. It didn't affect, our, like we we are good at like handling our stuff and it not affecting our work. That's true. <laughs> I also almost immediately seduced you, so it's not... Uh, almost immediately, please. It took you at least three hours. Yeah. What else is on that list? We've gone like 40 minutes. I don't even know. Did we answer we, the question? No, Kinda. I don't know. It's fine. We went a lot of different directions. It's fine. There's some good stories and anecdotes in there. Well, the one thing that we kind of wanted to talk about, which is hilarious... Well, hold on. Uh, Before we get to that. Oh, okay. Very quickly. What's up? Uh... Speaking of communication, Uh-oh. and we were talking about producing records and everything else, mostly me. I was mostly talking about producing records, but talking about you being produced. Yeah. Um, you do a lot of voiceover work. You have a you have a great you have a great. I I've been trying to do some voiceover work, but um, I have a very <laughs> specific voice. No. It's like you want me to if you want me to hawk you, you want me to hawk biscuits or uh, Kentucky mean? Fried Chicken, man. I'm your man. But you, uh, you have a, a, a very good uh, voice for voiceover work. You've done some big spots. 
And we were sort of remarking <laughs> recently when you were doing some um, uh, auditions about the the large uh, gulf, I would say, that you have to cross sometimes on uh, VO scripts. Voiceover, that's voiceover scripts for you, not in the know out there. <laughs> Yes, uh, in the like the basically the quality of the direction, you know, and anybody who's ever done in any kind of acting or drama class or whatever in high school or whatever else is like you get stage directions, right? That what your motivation is. Who's your character? What are you supposed to be doing? Called specs, specs um, for those in the biz. And uh, you know, this is I want this to be quick, but it is it a is <laughs> a funny anecdote because we we've done a few, you know, when you do voiceover auditions, I engineer it. Um, and it's amazing because I went from doing it by myself with my Blue Spark mic and GarageBand to now we have the really fancy mic and you you do all the recording and you clean it all up and, and, and I've booked so many this past year and it's helped us get through not having gigs. But go yeah. on. Well, you know, I actually don't know where I'm going with this totally. <laughs> but, it, you know, you've gotten some VO audition scripts with very questionable direction yes like this person is stoic and they are um also exuberant and they are <laughs> and they are also curious but they're also closed off oh our favorite and in the biz is they, um they want to uh they want to open their lives up to more possibilities but they're scared and then you get to like the script and it's one sentence and it's like oh i love this laundry detergent I'm so excited to do laundry. Yay. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? Am, what? And I love how I always turn to you and go like, what am I supposed to do? And you, you're like, uh, you're the talent. <laughs> You've actually done this work before. I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'll do like my three or four takes and and, and just throw my headphones. And go, I don't know what this is supposed to sound like. I don't know if I'm, you know, even coming close. Um, yeah, the the funniest things that we always say to each other um, is, but can you say it more with a smile, but not with your eyes? Like, can yeah. you say it with a smile? Can you deliver the line again, but um, this time with the, with a little bit of a, a smile, a little bit of a wink, but without the eyes? And you're kind of like, and what do you say? Oh, yes, of course. I don't know what that means. I mean, that that happened in my last recording. Um if you listen to Pandora Radio, you may have heard me recently doing the Gillette Razor for Men. You also did a crest. Dad. I also did a crest jingle, um, and um, John Muir, and John Muir, and my no. I'm just trying to think about the most recent ones. Humble I know, Greg. I know the crest one is airing right now. What is it for? Yeah, it's like a hip hop. It's like a hip hop. Perfect for you. What was the other one I did? Oh, Clear Blue Easy. Family planning. In case you want to. Is that <laughs> family planning to like get babies or not get yeah, babies? Yeah, it's like I'm ovulating. Oh. Come hop on it. Oh, yeah. Um, if you're into that sort of thing. But, you know, for every one I get, I've auditioned for what? Five. Yeah. You know, and, and some of the specs are like um, sincere, authentic. Age range, 30 to 50s, uh, someone that um, talks to you like a friend and you trust them. Okay, and it's, you know, about whatever, clear blue easy or whatever. 
I probably got my most disturbing one this X lax. <laughs> I probably got my most disturbing one this last time where I actually didn't know if I even wanted to audition for it. Um just like at this day and age, after everything that's gone on the last year, I got a spec, and this is what I know you're talking about. For for a detergent. And how was it worded? It was something it's like, like ethnic, poor. <laughs> not white. It didn't. Not say, affluent. It didn't say poor, but it was definitely has no like, money and is not white. the The demographic that buys our shitty detergent. It kind of was, but it was no. Kind that of, was exactly what it was. It's it even said who buys our shitty. It, it was did right not in there. It say did. that, but it did say something about hashtag shitty detergent. There, her, the woman, her, her, um, her break, her bright, the bright spot of her day was to wash dishes. Was it dishes or was it laundry? <laughs> I don't even remember. No, it was washing dishes. Well, but that, because they that, can't that, afford a dishwasher because they're not white and they're poor. <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. And it was like, this is the type of uh, person, but you don't need to use an accent, but this is the type of person you're going for. And I literally what like stared at that thing and didn't know it. So like yeah. it's, it's still happening is basically... What you're getting at, I think? I'm getting at communication, which I think is the through line of this podcast, if I can find one so far. <laughs> when I'm sitting there with you on these VO scripts, I'm thinking about all the sessions I've been on with people that don't know how to communicate what they want. And I get it. Not everybody has the language. Not everybody can say, like, hey, you, know, you got to, like, put a uh, kick drum on the, you know, uh, of two. And then, you know. But you do sessions and people are like, it needs to be more blue. <laughs> like imagine if a unicorn like you're in a meadow and you're like then a unicorn shows up and it's sunny but then it rains it's like what but is it glittery rain what is it unicorn rain you know and it's interesting because be shiny your vo scripts i i mean i've known a lot of people in advertising and, and some are cool and some are not but you know with anything like it's just a job but the people in advertising they're getting paid to sit around and like brainstorm and somebody got paid to write that i was offended yeah i'm gonna they, say it i was but offended. They're, they're in a pitch meeting and they're they're you know and it, just, and it went through <laughs> and it just cracks me up because you know the whole deal when you produce records or when you lead a band or when you work an average whatever you're you're communicating hashtag communication um and it just cracks me up because like i i've had experiences where i, I didn't you know, I had to figure out how to communicate with people. Um, like I did a, a session in Nashville and Nashville musicians are used to getting charts written a certain way. And I was working with some people that said they had it under control and they did not have it under control. And it was session day and it was like, we don't have time to waste. And I just figured out how to communicate with these musicians in a way that made sense. It was like, hey, the uh, in this section, don't play the root note. Like you're hanging on this root note. Don't do that. Whatever. I dumbed it down, but they knew they understood what I was talking about, and the right. session went great. But it wasn't like all this esoteric BS, you know. And it just cracks me up. I guess the long story short, and then I want to move on to the last thing because we're we're going long here. But I would have been worried to actually get that spot that I just auditioned yeah. for because well, I wouldn't have known how to like. So when you go in, so when when you get the part. Uh, the last couple sessions that I've done are at these beautiful studios. Ugh, I love them. But you go in, 
you're there with an engineer, especially right now with, with uh, COVID protocols and everything. You're with a, uh, an engineer who basically just lets you in. You don't, you don't stop in the control room. You go right to your booth. And you have a ginormous screen with about six people watching you. So you're on camera. And they're watching you, and they're all giving you directions. You, you, you. Gone are the days when you used to go in with the engineer. You do the spot. You had, you know, maybe a producer in there with you, and that was it. Then it kind of changed to producer would be there. Oh wait, we're gonna we're gonna send this to our president and get the okay, and then we'll make sure it's good, and then you go. So that the sessions started getting a little longer. First, you'd be in and out. Then it was like, oh, you'd be in and out in about an hour or two. Now, because they can zoom in, <laughs> you got six people. You've got the copy guy. You've got the CEO. You've got this person. You've got this person. This per- the person that wrote the script. You got that, and they all get a say. Well, they all wanna- and you're on camera. They don't want to be in show business. So you know, but and that's so, the closest they're going to get to show business. So the thing is, like, you're 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 sitting there, and, or you know, standing there, and you're not getting direction now, anymore now, just from one person. It's all these these people, and they were all nice. Like, it wasn't a bad experience, but it's just so different now. And where like before, you just had that one person that was in charge, and it was nice because that person was trusted to get the final edit out. And now it's like. Now it's six people and this person may like, I like the first word that you said of that take. And this person, I like the last word of your fourth take. And I like the, the you know, and, and so now it, it it's just turned into such a different thing. So now there was a part of me that when I, of course, I auditioned for it. I don't know why I say of course. I wasn't sure if I wanted to audition for it. I, I did audition for it though. But there was a part of me after we sent it that was like, I'm not sure if I want to accept this job if I get it, if I get it, because I can't begin to think of how it's going to feel being in a booth, being instructed how to speak down to that demographic that they're reaching out to. Like it was, it was, a, it was a weird thing. I would have had to really think about it had they offered me the gig. Would I ask to see how much they were going to pay you? <laughs> I don't know. Some some gigs aren't worth it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's like our our. Uh, that was the most. That was the most um, mask off uh, <laughs> direction I've seen. Like, we want you to be ethnic and poor, but we can't totally say that. So we're gonna use flowery language to like mask the fact. That um, that's what we want, but it's really mask off because it's there's no way to like totally talk a- around that. So it's the like, highlight of your of, like, of, uh, of ethnic, your night, but non-specific ethnic, but poor. Because imagine, <laughs> imagine you have five kids at home, and the highlight of your night is doing the dishes at the end of the day. You know, because that's, you how, have that's a- how you get away from your shithole husband <laughs> and your shit ass kids. <laughs> I have never tried to get away by doing dishes. No, that's my job. Yeah. Uh, that's that for sure. Um, so should we just like we have a couple minutes left? Do we want to get into? We should because it's relevant. It uh, is. Um, what happened in the news this week? Well, there's so yeah. many okay, things that happened story, in the news this week. Backstory <laughs> is that 
Jackie really loves she, like I I'm I'm more the political sports guy. Jackie's more the pop culture person and we tell each other things about those subjects. Sometimes um you know, it's interesting enough for the other person to care and sometimes it's not, but <laughs> But that's how we, you know, that's how we inform each other. Mm-hmm. And you, well, actually, funny enough, I informed you on this one, which is, <laughs> which is, it's sort of a weird, to be fair, a weird sort of like crossover because I am talking about Alex Rodriguez, the baseball player, and J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, the singer. Uh-huh. You are a big J-Lo person. Okay, but let me, let me just explain. I don't think you need to explain yourself. Well, Who I doesn't like J-Lo? Um... Because it's it's a unique thing. I I. She's Jenny from the block. She is, but I've never. But the, used I used to have a little. Now she has a lot. <laughs> but I think what it is is I have I was never a big J Lo fan. Like I don't. I actually did not enjoy her in Selena. Sorry, everybody. I did not like her in Selena. I think she's a horrid actress. She's but not I was res- really good at she's any not good, one particular thing. She cannot thing. sing. I mean, the woman cannot sing. And when she was married to Mark Anthony, I would cringe all the time because I was like, how can you be married to a person that doesn't have like even a quarter of the talent that you have? Like, I love. Do you want me to explain it to you? Mark Anthony. <laughs> because I got to explain it to you. I can tell you exactly why Mark Anthony was married so to her. much right now. But. The last, especially when she had her Vegas show, I just was like, man, maybe it was the mom thing too after having had Roxy. It's just like, I respect her. I respect the fact that she went from Jenny from the block, not very talented, but she, she's a smart, savvy businesswoman and she's got, you know, and she's raising two kids and she's done, you know. Uh, American didn't she do American Idol? She was a judge on American on Idol. That, but she, she, she had her, her own start, dance she, show. She had um, well, she got her start being a dancer on In Living Color. Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, just in the last like several years, she had the residency. But I'm she's at always been a hustler. Vegas. Like, yeah, she, I mean, I she hustled. She hustled the, the In Living Color dance gig, and hustled that into the next thing, into yep. the next thing, and you know. So I respect her. However, even as much as I respect her, I still don't. Um, I still don't think she's very talented. <laughs> and sometimes I can even be like, okay, calm down, J-Lo. Like, I appreciate you. I respect you. But, like, I feel like she gets out of touch at times. Like, especially right now what's been going on with the pandemic. It's like, yeah, it's like we all just got to love each other. And we all just got to, like, do our part. It's this like, is it's hard easy. on all of us. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I want you to come live my life for can a I week. Can I borrow and- your personal chef and your nannies for, like, a couple <laughs> weeks just to, like, get, you know. Yeah. We're all in this together, right? right. Like you said. You exactly. Know. But okay, then so now continue. Well, so I, you know, I just know that you, you're a J-Lo person. I don't like Alex Rodriguez. I just am aware of him because I'm a sports fan. And he was uh, one of the best baseball players uh, basically of all time. Was he legitimately? He Well, no, because he got caught. He was a juicer. He was using uh-huh. steroids and whatever. Uh which all? was the next story. So he was originally, it was this guy's amazing. Then it was this guy's a huge cheater. And he like, sort of like, he just weathered. I mean, he's one of those dudes like he like, and this will make more sense as we get into the story, but <laughs> he's just one of those dudes like he, 
the balls on this guy. Like he was the best shortstop in baseball, basically. And shortstop is one of the, if not the most important position on the baseball diamond, except for maybe like pitcher or catcher. Like if if you're the best shortstop in the league, you're like the best. You're maybe the top, your top three player in the league. Okay. And he was real good. And like I said, he, you know, he was really good. He bounced on his original team that, 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 uh, drafted him. He signed the biggest contract in baseball history, then got basically exposed for cheating and basically was just like, yeah, so what? And kept playing and like won World Series and stuff. And like, just, just like a unique, what I mean by like, what I'm trying to say is he's got a unique talent for just not caring about being a villain. Okay. Uh, which, I find interesting because there's only so many people that can really like people can be like, Oh, I'd be the villain. It's like, can you be the villain? Like the lightning rod for like millions of people? Because he was multiple times in his career. And he like left when he retired or whatever, he disappeared for a while. And then he started like come back as an announce as an announcer, come back as an announcer. That was a lot of A's. Uh, and people are like, oh, he's really good. He's really good. He's a really good analyst, really good announcer. Starts rehabbing his image. Right. He then kind of gets together with J-Lo, and they become this power couple. And it's like he's rehabbing his brand. He's rehabbing his Im- image. Uh, and they be- you know, they become this thing together. And I just saw people were talking about him being a snake, whatever else. And I was like, and I said to you today, I was like, did did they split or did he cheat on her or what? And you were like, what? No, I mean, I don't know. I heard some things, but I don't know. Turns out they just recently split. Like in the last 12 hours. Because he was flirting with some uh, B-list reality. D-list? D-list. I mean, she ain't even hot, dude. <laughs> I mean, no offense. She's fine, but she's not J-Lo, you know? But, uh. The reason we're bringing this whole story up, if you're even still listening, the reason we're bringing this whole story up <laughs> is that uh, it's it's a relevant pop culture story, and I told you I had an angle. Yeah, I'm waiting. And the, yeah, the angle that I have on this that relates to us and, okay. and that people, I think, maybe can relate to with us is that I'm fascinated. I'm not into pop culture, really. I don't care about celebrity. Mm-mm. It's not my thing. But I am endlessly fascinated by brand. And being as big of a sports fan as I am, and as big of a music fan too, but like in music, it's like there's very few brands in music and they're usually on the pop side, you know? Music is about like the content you create. Like you, most musicians or bands are, are crippled without any like good relevant content. There's a few people that that rise above that. I would say JLo's one. Mm. She's a brand. JLo yep. is a brand, right? But in sports increasingly, especially with the internet, you know, and, and social media and everything, like athletes are their own brand. Um, they play sports, yes, but like basketball players at this point make more money on their endorsement deals than they do on their contract. Right. They're a brand, you know. And I'm endlessly fascinated by it. And so to me, I started thinking about, we're kind of jokingly, I mean, and when I'm, I'm bebopping and scatting right now. We're, we're in problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, have no but idea where you're going with this. The angle to me is that um, J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez combined to become this power couple. They're building each other's brands up, 
you know. But with celebrities, it's like I'm amazed constantly by the fact that these people can build brands, become power couples, whatever, and then just like piss it all away, basically. And sort of like out like not pay for it in a way. Like they 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 become they spin off they take that whatever they built with this other person, they spin off into their own thing or or continue on building their own thing. Um and it got me thinking about us. Uh-oh. Because to me, I'm thinking like, you know, in a in a in a normal world, like Alex Rodriguez, J Lo have built this brand together and it should damage their brands, especially his, not hers. But to have him like basically fuck their marriage up, you know, and uh They're not married. Well, not married. They're, sorry, their relationship, mm-hmm. you know. He built this whole all this goodwill by being like, Oh, I'm I'm such a supportive like, supportive but I'm, I'm i joke around we joke around we our kids know each, you know and yeah. he basically like threw it all away for some like d-list like local <laughs> pta blonde pta mom it's not you know she's not penelope cruz pta no, moms you know penelope cruz did love to oh yeah fair enough but it got me thinking about us and i'm like you know we're building a brand together Yep. Our business is intertwined. Yep. Our, you know, you've brought me into your daughter's life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these things that we are connected with and intertwined with. And I look at Alex Rodriguez and I just think, what a douche. <laughs> and also, how do people like that get away with that? Because if you and I split, or like if I did what he did, let's just say, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't, but let's say I did. Mm-hmm. And we split. I would be literally starting my life over from scratch. Right. You know. Because you just give me the band? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think. I'm not putting you on the spot. I mean, I'm we, just we, kidding. We're partners, but like mercy in the heartbeats isn't really like much of anything without mercy. You are mercy, you know. Right. And I know that. And I like that. I promote it. I celebrate it. But it's just interesting to me. Because look. There are there's certain celebrities that that we both like that have had normal normal marriages, normal didn't marriage. work out, they split amicably and quietly and they moved on. I'm thinking like about like Dax Shepard and, and Kristen Bell and you they're know. together. They are. <laughs> oh, I thought they split. No, they're very much together. Oh well. Like um, bail me out here. Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. Sure, them. I don't know. There's people there's that do that do it normally, but it's just like I don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, what's his name? They the they uh, they oh. uh, what would they call it? They uncoupled. Consciously uncoupled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow was selling like you know marble cutting boards to to. No, she was to, selling v- vagina eggs. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> I don't use it Fits for that nicely. though. No, I'm just <laughs> um. I get what you're saying. Well, I mean, it's the whole thing of of um, one of my that's quickly becoming one of my favorite artists, uh, Miley Cyrus. She was one of the ones in the beginning that was like, "Can we all like not like can uh, can can the celebrities stop with the um, we're all in this together?" No, we're not. We're not going hungry. We're not homeless. We're not in danger of losing our homes. Um, can we stop with that? Like it, it's coming off really ins- insensitive and everything like that. Um, 
I, they're they're just in a whole other world. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I, I mean, because, but 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 really, aside from it, really sucks to be to be cheated on. Um, something's wrong with him, and and the fact that if he feels the need to cheat, he's not happy somewhere. Um, maybe he doesn't know it, but somewhere he's not happy. But I think it's his ears. <laughs> oh my god, he has really big ears. <laughs> but when they're, I'm saying they're he's large like, and in charge, but but they're to a place where they just they're out of touch. I feel like they they've gotten to a place where they're out of touch. But it's it's you're right. It's not going to affect them. But but also, why should it? Why should it really damn it? Like unfortunately, he's he's hurt J Lo emotionally. But why should it really hurt his ability to do his job? And why should he be punished for it? I don't know. I guess I don't think he should be. I, I guess I was, uh, you know, and I know we should probably wrap it up here quick. Well, now we're going to have to like come back to this. Like, <laughs> um, I, I do think, power couples. I think the thing that was, next was episode. I think the thing that was bouncing around my head was that like it shouldn't necessarily, you know, harm his ability to do his job or whatever. But you and I. As normal people, as as uh, you know, it's not famous, not, not rich famous, people. normal humans <laughs> have intertwined our lives. We're we're building a business together. We have a podcast, whatever else. Like we're building a brand, the Mercy and the Man's brand, mm-hmm. that includes Mercy and the Heartbeats. It's going to include other bands that we might put together. It includes our podcast, whatever else. You know, if we split, uh. That does tremendous damage to our lives. And I guess it was just, I had a moment of reflecting on like, we're talking about J-Lo and A-Rod. And and I'm like, they they built a brand together. Like, and now it's just like, not. But they're able to just sort of like, truck on. I don't know. I guess I I thought I had a more poignant. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I thought I had a better point. I still it's love just, you. I guess it's just to me, it's like it, it's it's an inter. We were talking about pop culture, and we were talking about this thing, and, and I was just sitting there going, like, how can how can you how can you join this other person in this very public relationship that you are you are making public? Yes, you are participating. You are participating in that process. Yes, nobody's forcing you to to post on social media. Nobody's forcing you to do interviews, whatever. You're right. doing that on purpose. How do you then go like, oh man, I'm gonna just stick my wiener in this chick? <laughs> she was on like OC B list housewives or whatever. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I don't either. Like you're married to Jennifer Lopez. They're and not you're... married. Might as well be. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know why <laughs> I think they're married. It doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> With how much they play up in the media, their relationship, they might as well be. True. Their brands are joined. Yeah. And I don't know. I started thinking about all the power, all the celebrity couples. And I was like, yeah, they should be able to date and be normal or whatever. But they don't. They like, they date and then they make that part of their image. And I don't know. It's just like, I guess I was ruminating on on the um, difference between uh, us normal folk and the celebrities. And we know celebrities. We've worked with them. It's just... It's a very odd uh, difference, I it, guess. You know. Yeah, I guess. I guess when you think of it that way, when we're sitting here and we're talking about it, how of like, it, and and the funny thing is, I am 
and and not not to sound a certain way that I'm gonna sound. I'm definitely gonna sound that that way. But I am way more talented than J Lo is. Oh yeah. And um, and and you know whatever that's fine. But we would not be offered the same. The same. What am I trying to say? Well, we weren't offered. I mean, we were. Um, our relationship came up in the previous band, and we were fired for it. We weren't given the same. Um, I was fired. You quit. <laughs> correct. Um, well, we were fired from the other band together. True. But that um, band doesn't exist anymore. Well, true. But um, no, we wouldn't be given. We wouldn't be judged through the same lens as they are, and we wouldn't be okay either. Not that they're doing okay. I mean, they're gonna like you know they're all but but they have a team that's doing damage control for them and everything like that. It's just but yeah, you're right. Like it, it's it's not fair. Our lives would totally be blown up and blown apart, and it's just isn't it isn't it just weird and sad? Celebrity culture in general, I think, is like maybe that's part of what I'm. What's I don't I know. I think that's what I, you're trying to say. It's just weird and sad that like they they can go through this. It's a completely and, different and, world. It's genuinely a different world. Mm. You know, and maybe maybe it, I'm jealous of it on some level. Maybe that's what's triggering in me and why I thought it was worth bringing up. Now I, I'm looking at the waveform. Like man, I talked a long time about J Lo. <laughs> But I, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just this this thing that's coming up for me where I'm just like, man, you know, us normal folks scratch and claw to 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 you know put lives together and build a brand and whatever, and and like these 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 people get to sort of like play in this playground and and you know yeah um I don't no know. I get, I get I'm that. not trying to be all depressed about it because I don't really care if they're together I, or not I know, it's I just know. Like, you know no but I but I but I appreciate that and I and I get that and but you're right like that's that's that was a headline. And when I was when I when you told me that and I looked up, it was like Alex and J Lo and and it was like twenty three minutes ago, twenty four minutes ago, twenty five minutes ago, like when everything was really you know, then the last six hours and the twelve you know. And it was like you and I split. Thankfully, there would be none of that. I <laughs> <laughs> don't have to a- do interviews about, about our relationship. Yeah, being being a being a blasted on on everything, but also you know, yeah, I guess. They have so much to lose, you would think, but it's not really going to hurt them that badly, whereas you and I would be devastated on so many different levels. So, yeah, there's that. Well, so just, let's not split. Don't, <laughs> don't do anything. Don't flirt with D-list I don't go to PTA and- meetings, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Neither do I. Well, um, shall we end there? Probably. <laughs> I don't know what we talked about. I'm gonna go back and listen to it, but uh, oh man, huh. know, we're just having fun. We're riffing. Are we? We're bebopping, scatting, yeah, improving. They're you know trading they're, not, fours, they're not all gonna be you know, uh, trading eights, oh bouncing boy. ideas back and forth. Yeah, well, that was a thing for yeah. sure. Hashtag J Lo, hashtag Alex Rodriguez, hashtag Limp Biscuit, hashtag J Lo's not gonna get married a f- fourth time, fifth time. How old is she? Fifty. Fifty something. She looked good. <laughs> Fifty. She's my inspiration. I have like what nine years and to to get to that. My thing is like, look. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! The thing is, if you're gonna get caught like emotionally cheating or flirting or whatever the yeah he ch- whatever the fudge yes like make it worth it like. 
I would make it worth it. If it, would if, you? If you had, if it was like, oh. what happened with you and Kyle? Kyle got caught flirting with J Lo. <laughs> like, oh, no, that's see, that terrible. Wouldn't, that wouldn't, ha- it wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. It'd be like, why didn't you include me on the chat? That's fair, but I'm just saying, like, make it worth your. Don't be like, oh, it's just this random. Uh, no, that uh, would be the thing. I met this um, woman in a Kroger, and I Kyle you know. got in trouble because he didn't include Jackie on it, <laughs> and she was mad that she got left out. Yeah, take it easy. No, I was kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you're yeah. Alex Rodriguez, you're rich and famous, and you get you get your relationship publicly blown up because you started talking to some chick you met at a Kroger. Well, we can <laughs> definitely go down the rabbit hole with that because we can the, say I Eddie Murphy the, got the, busted with what's her name. Well, I got theories about uh, Eddie Murphy and Hugh. Hugh Eddie Grant, Murphy got caught with a Hugh Grant had what's her name Elizabeth Hur- Elizabeth Hurley and got caught with. Uh, the other a prostitute yeah yeah eddie murphy got caught with a transvestite that he was giving a ride home to I, you know you listen to eddie murphy stand up he's a lot, you about lot of material Eddie, about Eddie about gays he's got a lot of material about gays have just I tol- saying have i told you about the time that i met eddie murphy Should I, that be a i think episode? you did let's bring that up another time we're we're way <laughs> over but all right yeah i'm just saying if you're rich and famous and powerful like blowing your relationship up over somebody you met in like the grocery aisle at a target is not like i don't don't get it i don't get it if if i ever blow our relationship up it's gonna be because like salma hayek like jumped in my dms and i'm like i'm sorry but she ain't gonna (laughs) so you gotta worry about it okay hashtag salma hayek Hashtag dream on. Yeah, no, she don't want me. Mm. You do though. You don't like big boobs. I like. I like. like I like women of all shapes, (laughs) all sizes, and all colors. (laughs) This is we gotta cut Uh, this off right now. We haven't even. We're not even drunk. We're not even anything. No, but I do love you. Wow, I do love you too. Yeah. Yeah. You're my little Penelope, 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 Penelope Cruz. I don't I Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. <laughs> I don't know. So, so on on that note, DM us or email us or shout out your questions cuz your question may be answered on the next episode. So you got celebrity gossip send it our Ooh, way. I love I do love One of these days we'll get into gossip. maybe next episode we'll get into your your um uh fascination with the monarchy and uh oh, Meghan God. Markle and everything else but uh, uh. If we ever can't think of something to talk about, I'm just going to press that button and get out of the way. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. I, I bet you more people than, than you think do. Okay. No, no. Anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mercy and the Man signing off. Until next time, love you. I love you. I love you guys out there in podcast land. Bye. Toodles. You said that you found me, but you know that it was I found you. <laughs>